Welcome to The Sound, KQAL-FM's weekly behind-the-scenes look at Midwestern-made music. From writing and recording to distribution and promotion, The Sound is your source for new releases and exclusive interviews from Midwestern artists. Support for The Sound is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Rolling. I'll just check the Tonight on The Sound, we get down to the smooth pop sounds of Early Eyes. Early Eyes is a five-piece indie pop group from Minneapolis, and their latest album, titled Look Alive, was released in February 2022 on Epitaph Records. The album was written during the pandemic and social justice uprisings in Minneapolis, and takes you on a journey through a myriad of emotions and relatable themes. So put your headphones on and relax. I'm Bill Stoneberg. Get ready for a journey through the unique sonic textures that is Look Alive. The latest album from Early Eyes, tonight on The Sound.
That was Big Sigh, and that's from Early Eyes' latest release called Look Alive. And I have Jake and John from Early Eyes on the phone tonight. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Um, so Big Sigh, that's the first track off your new uh, album, um, pretty much your full-length debut, right? And um, let's see, it was released on Epitaph Records. Um, you've released several singles and an EP uh, since you formed in 2016. Boy, we have a lot to cover here. Look at this. Like, So you guys started as a temporary pop-up thing, 2016, and now you're releasing your first full-length on Epitaph, um, produced by Caleb Hintz um, and Jake Lupin. Um, mm-hmm. Can you guys kind of walk us, like give us the shorthand of that journey? Like, How did that happen from a pop-up uh, temporary ensemble to bam, what, you know, what you got going on now. Yeah. So we all went to college at the university of Minnesota, the twin cities campus. And Mm -hmm. that's where we all kind of linked up and met and all that jazz. Um, our first show was for an arts festival on the West bank. And we kind of just formed because we were, we had all just met and it was the first few weeks of college. And we were like, this gig opened up, um, at the last minute, it was like three or four days out. And we're like, we could put together a set, right, guys? Uh, so we ended up piecing together like a, a little band, and we played a bunch of cover songs and a couple originals that we had like had individually. And we just had such a good time, and it was a great escape from kind of all of the coursework of college. So we decided to keep doing it, um, and we ended up dropping out of school and continuing that journey. And here we are today. It's been a long, a long, a long time to wait before you make a debut album, but it was all worth it. In my right. Opinion. Yeah. Totally. And yeah. Uh, for, for, for some context, Jake is the only uh, founding like member uh, of early eyes. that's still in the band. There were just some lineup changes, uh, but uh, me, John and uh, Joe, our other guitar player were actually in attendance at the very first early eyes show. So we've kind of been like, uh orbiting around the the uh the group for a little while before we uh joe and i joined like summer 2017 okay um and yeah it's just uh we were trying to balance school in the band and then we kind of decided that the band was uh more fun to do and (laughs) had a little more you know a little 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 better prospects with that uh than you know, whatever, uh, you know, co- college can wait, but if you, if you like put, put the music off for too long, you could kind of miss your moment. So I think mm-hmm. we, we just, uh, we seized the day a little bit and, uh, just got to, uh, just got on the grind. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think fans are glad, you know, um, <laughs> can you tell me a little bit about Epitaph? Like how did you guys end up, uh, with that deal? And is that like a distribution thing or is that, I mean, is it different from it was back in the day? You know, I'm not even sure. Record labels seem like an evolving thing now. You know, so yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely uh, like I. I mean, I wasn't. Uh, I've never been signed to another label, but uh, mm-hmm. I think the the way that it. it uh, I mean, they they just reached out to us like, you know, like cold call type thing. Like, hey, oh, we are wow. just interested in in working with you. Um, I want to say like end of like end of 2018 um mm-hmm. and then we you know were in talks and uh you know getting all like the business end of thing cleared up business end of things cleared up and uh 
you know, started releasing music in the beginning of 2020, but it's been, uh, I mean, they're just a very, uh, you know, they're, they're a really, really like artist friendly label. Mm-hmm. Um, in the grand scheme of things, they're like super, uh, like willing to, uh, humor any like creative decisions we have. Like if we, if we need feedback, we can get it. If we are, you know, comfortable with where something's at, like, you know, basically there's no one that's going to like, tell us we can't do something uh-huh. musically, right. which we really appreciate. I feel like that's kind of a like non-negotiable thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, all the, like we are just uh, like fully, fully signed, you know, it's not just like a distribution thing. Okay. Um, cool. And uh, yeah, it's, it was, it's, it's a really like kind of a, it was a really surreal thing at first because, you know, I like, a lot of uh, music I grew up listening to, like in high school, you know, I would just uh, like, you know, it would be on Epitaph. Like I listened to a lot of Refused and like mm-hmm. I had a Refused poster in my room uh, in high school. And when I like came back after signing, I just saw the little like Epitaph logo, you know, right, like <laughs> right above my bed. And it's like, all right, you know, this has been uh, foreshadowing this whole time. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. They're, they're, they're great. They're all, they're all really, uh, really nice people. I don't have any, uh, I don't have anything negative to say really. They're, uh-huh. uh, right. They're awesome. Well, it's nice to have that. It sounds like they, it's like having an outside pers- um, like an outside view, but they have kind of an inside perspective of how things work, you know, and how, mm-hmm. what you guys need as far as freedom and things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, this album, you know, we, I believe one of our students talked to you guys a few years back. So it must have been right when you started, like maybe, oh, or really? well, after like 17, 18, somewhere in there, probably. Um, it was at a live oh, show here that in town, sounds, I believe. That, I definitely, yeah. Okay. Now that you say that, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember that. Willard. Okay. I think his I name do. was Willard, I bet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes. Right. How right. can you how can you forget Willard? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we all yeah. say that too. <laughs> but you know, I, so you guys have been in our um awareness for a while now, you know. And uh you know, I was listening to this album and it, it seems to kind of pick up where you where you left off, you know, where you guys were headed, but it almost like accelerates, you know, even further, like in new directions mm-hmm. and stuff. Um like I guess the vocal sound comes to mind a lot, you know, and I'm like, wow, what is that? It seems like there's a lot of modulation happening, um, mm-hmm. but very creative, like cool spots. And like, like, is that like a conscious thing, you know, that you guys are going for? Or is that something that just kind of evolves out of, you know, like rehearsals or writing or? Yeah, we actually, we, in all of our previous music, we had kind of written in the practice space or the rehearsal room. Mm-hmm. And this is the first album that we wrote it right into the digital audio workstation. Oh, cool. So we were like, yeah, we kind of had the lofty production goals really present from the beginning of the writing process. Mm-hmm. And it was right. Um, we wrote most of it in the summer, maybe a bit of the fall, right after like the world was on full lockdown mode right. during the pandemic. So we kind of had this emotional moment as a band where we're like, okay, our time on this earth is fleeting. We only have so much space in which we can do what we want to do. Like, let's really try to go for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I can, the accelerated thing was definitely really present on our minds when we were writing it. 
Um, and in terms of the vocals, I think we just we started to kind of broaden our listening horizons as a band where we tried to kind of wear our influences on our sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the the the, stre- the reach of what you're listening to expands, I think you just want to take like a little more risks. Um, and that's what we were kind of approaching. Right, right. Yep, totally. Totally. I mean, we've always had like kind of a pretty um, like eclectic and maybe like, I guess you could say like far reaching, like cumulative taste. You know, we're all kind of like listening to a bunch of different stuff with like different backgrounds. But I think this like record was um it it was us kind of putting aside like notions of like uh you know it it was less of like all right like what is appropriate to incorporate into early eyes and more of like all right you know how what do i think is cool and what can i make like how can i emulate cool things that i hear in music that i love and you know apply it to what we're doing regardless of if there's like a you know precedent for uh you know for the stuff that we're doing um in our previous work and i think that like it was a really like uh fun experience and also just a lot of the production it's kind of like a half and half thing where a lot of the stuff from the demos that was that were worked on by like jake and joe um a lot of that stuff did carry over onto the record some of the a lot of the sound palette is like um from the demos and it was just like built upon and accentuated really really well by uh by Caleb and uh, and Jake, mm-hmm. I think we just we had a really good um, team of like, uh, I mean, because all of us have like you know various points of knowledge of like music production and can kind of speak like relatively fluently when it comes to like expressing what we would like a producer to do. And right. Caleb is just like such an uh, such an adventurous dude that really like. Uh, was able to like tap into all of our like eccentricities and really bring them to the forefront. I think that it was just a really uh, free creative experience that we uh, prior to this record, um, I don't think we had had it in like quite that way. I think we just needed to mature a lot as a band to, to get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like you guys have a great team and then, also like allowing yourself you know that freedom to go there you know right you know yeah, to go. you gotta have a lot of trust in yourself and uh and the people around you right right mm-hmm. definitely well let's play some more tunes for people and then we'll come back and talk more um i want to dive more into that uh your recording process and writing and everything but uh the next tune we're going to play is um and uh, hopefully i say this right parathesia <laughs> you're close yeah. you got it <laughs> very close okay i had to close look it up that. you know because i didn't i wasn't sure what that uh what the word meant you know yeah. i should have looked up the pronunciation but um <laughs> yeah we'll go ahead we're gonna go ahead and play that and then we'll come back and talk some more about it i'm talking with uh uh jake and john from early eyes and uh this next tune is from their newest album called look alive this is oh boy i'm gonna try it again this is parathesia <laughs> close enough close enough (laughs) all right we'll we'll check it out and we'll come back and we'll discuss the proper pronunciation this is uh that tune and you're listening to it on the sound from early eyes right here on 89.5 kqal
That was Paresthesia, <laughs> and that's yeah. from that's from Early Eyes. That's from their latest album called Look Alive. And I have uh, Jake and John on the phone with me tonight. I'm kind of laughing because I I think I got the pronunciation of that tune right. You did, <laughs> cool. you did. Cool, sounds good. Well, we were starting to get into your um, you know, kind of how you guys work in the studio and uh, things like that. Uh, it sounds like you guys kind of took the digital recording process like into account when you were writing this time, you know? Um, um, so I'm assuming you kind of, I'm assuming it's not played live and that you tracked things or, or would that be wrong? Do you, do you kind of play things live and then go back and overdub or do you just lay it down track by track or? We do a lot of like track by track recording. Okay. Um, there's like some, some amount of programming. There's, there are a lot of sounds on this record that you like, you know, can't, 
super recreate uh-huh. <laughs> without a computer. Um, but yeah, we do a lot of like track by track recording. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you guys kind of also, um, like I said, you, you took the, uh, the digital recording process into account. It sounds like when you're writing, um, mm-hmm. do the tunes like evolve a lot then? Like once you start recording them, do they go other places where you didn't even know or, or do oh, you yeah. kind of have a map oh, yeah. already? How does that, yeah. How does that play out? It's, for half, you? it's half and half. Okay. For sure. Like there, there are some that like did not change too much beyond just like, uh, like from the demos, you know, something like Revelberry, you listen to the demo and it's like, you know, pretty much there. It just like things got a little more sophisticated, you know, things got retracked and just sounds better, but the general idea is there. Um, and then you have, uh, I think a lot about like the bridge from Halloween 18. It was like totally just something that came together. Um, in the studio like we had just the drums were all programmed in the demo um and mostly are on the uh on the recording as well but uh the huge like you know crazy uh like solo section in the middle um was uh you know our our friend joey hayes on the drums was responsible for a lot of that um and devin wessels our other friend on the keyboard uh and uh, so that was just something where, like, we kind of had everything. We had the keyboard solo already, and Joey was in because he was already tracking, like, uh, for some other stuff. And we're like, all right, let's just, like, play, you know, let's hit record, play the bridge, like, just do whatever you want. And it just totally, like, you know, it was it, it gave us a completely new direction for, like, you know, what that part of the song was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there, and, the, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of, like, exploration I, I think there are a lot of sections on you know the record on a lot of these songs where we allowed ourselves to explore a lot because when you're in the studio it's like really easy to just you know you have an idea and it's like all right like you know if, if you are like in a totally comfortable place it's like you know you don't want to just sit on an idea like you might mm-hmm. as well like track it and see what's up right mm-hmm. right I remember when we recorded that part, uh, we were all sitting behind the Caleb at the board and we were just like screaming through the glass at Joey because yeah. we were so jazzed. <laughs> Is that, yeah, we were just like, what, you know, what am I even seeing right now? Because I don't yeah. even know if he had heard the song like before doing that. If he had, he heard it like the morning of and he's just like this like super virtuosic player. Um, and we were just kind of like doing it. We made him do it a few more times, like not really because we needed a new take, but it's like we just wanted to see him play, <laughs> play like that again. Right, uh, <laughs> right. So yeah, it was just a lot, a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of like fun stuff like that uh, was going on in the studio, and I think that like sense of fun uh, translates uh, well to how the record ended up. Mm-hmm. Right, definitely, definitely, and it's that 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 allowing yourself to go places, right. And being open to different things that happen, right. You know, mm-hmm. those happy accidents. Um, well, I'm going to, let's go ahead and play another tune here. Um, and then we'll come back. I'm here talking to Jake and John from early eyes. They have a new album out called look alive. And, uh, we're kind of going through and talking about that. Uh, this next track is called rocket and that's from look alive from early eyes. And you're listening to it on the sound right here on 89.5 KQAL. Oh, 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 
That was Rocket. That's from the latest album from Early Eyes called Look Alive. And I have Jake and John from Early Eyes on the phone with me tonight. So, guys, um, <laughs> like like we were talking before the mics came back on, uh, yes, I could pronounce Rocket. That that was a lot easier <laughs> to pronounce. Um, so uh, we talked a little bit about your recording process, stuff like that. Um, I also noticed that there's a, a saxophone on the album. Um mm-hmm. How do you, and, and a lot of great synth sounds and like we, you know, like you guys were saying, you know, some sounds that, you know, might be a little difficult to reproduce without a computer. Um, how do you decide overall kind of what instrumentation to use? Do you have like a basic idea when you go in and then does it stick to that or do you just kind of play around until it's like, oh, wow, you know, and you stumble upon a sound? Yeah. Or? A lot of it's just like what's in the room right now. Okay. You know? Yeah we're making it you know because we like we have a good amount of like synths and stuff uh we have more like synth and computer stuff than we do guitar stuff mm-hmm. like at this point um and you know we just know like our uh friend charlie um charlie berg has been you know playing sax on our uh on our stuff for for a long time he's just a you know childhood friend of joe's and a really good friend of uh, the rest of us um, so we know we can just we can uh, recruit him as needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure that like certain like we we knew like writing. Uh, I remember like Jake showing everyone the like original like draft of Chemicals before there was really like anything. And you know, there's like the like MIDI saxophone playing that lead part. So it's like we we knew we can have a rough idea a lot of the time, but the actual um, fleshing out of things tends to happen in the studio. Nice. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way to do it. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. do you guys ever sample stuff and then, you know, like, like real world sounds that you have and then, and then twist them up in the computer or. Yeah, there's, there's some samples on that record that um, shall remain nameless because we don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> but yeah, there there are samples on that album that uh-huh. are kind of like twisted sounds from video games and cool. film and whatnot. And, and the music though, because we've we've been writing just an absolute like load of music since we've put out Look Alive, and our mm-hmm. lure, our newer stuff is like I think a lot more sample based and experimental in terms of like sounds we want to incorporate that aren't necessarily mm-hmm. coming from an instrument. Right. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
got sampler on my phone that I use live for like the Halloween 18 stuff. Oh, nice. Um, so mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's this app Koala. It's like $4. It's fully like compatible with, uh, you can like link it up with Ableton and stuff. Um, and I, I, you know, it has, it is easily the best thing that, uh, I've ever done on the app store. <laughs> right. So I feel like I, I just have to, I have to shout that out, but I mean, something like the Halloween 18, uh, like sample is actually, I think Joe just chopped up a, like the original demo for that song that Jake made of just like, it, like, am, am I right, Jake? Is that what that yeah. happened? I think yeah, that is correct. Yeah, Jake will we'll just like kind of draft out like a part, like you know, a keys part, and uh, you know, just kind of sing like gibberish, but like with a melody behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Joe just like manipulated that super hard, chopped it up into something that we were able to like uh, use in that way. So just like the sound, um, like that type of sound of something like being sampled of like really obvious digital manipulation and like decay. Uh, even is something that I think we're all like really uh, moved by in a way, just as people that grew up like in the, in the digital era, listening to like, you know, 96 KBPS audio on YouTube in like 2010. Like that's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, uh, it's a sound palette that I think we're all super receptive to. Uh-huh, right. Yeah. It's so, it's so like emotional. I think for us, it's very, it makes, makes me very emo to listen to like really terrible bit rate music. Cause uh-huh. it just puts you in that place in time. And I think there is kind of like a tactile quality to hearing music broken down like that by a computer. Yeah. It just feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just feels yeah. Good. Tactile is a good word to describe. I think a lot of like what we were focusing on with, uh, with this record, especially in comparison to like other, uh, you know, other things. I mean, to, to reference Rocket, like the uh, section in the middle with the really like stretched out I love you, where mm-hmm. it's, you know, there are clearly like a lot of like digital artifacts. And like, you know, you could have just like sang it at that speed, but you like lose something. You, you lose something like kind of intangible that's communicated by um, things being like stretched out or, mm-hmm. or, you know, screwed up in that way. Right. I think we're all really, really fascinated by that. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I'm glad you brought that up. And uh, it has come up a couple times now, Halloween 18. Um, mm-hmm. I think what we should do is, I was going to play Dying Plant next, but I think what we should do is we'll go ahead and play both those tunes and we'll come back and talk about them. So, um, yeah. Because we've mentioned that tune. It's been several times already. So let's go ahead and play it for people. Uh, I'm talking to Jake and John from Early Eyes. They have their latest album out called Look Alive. And this next tune we're going to play is called Halloween 18 and you're listening to it on the sound right here on 89.5 KQL. Peeling back the front, so daddy, we got employment. 
That was Dying Plant. That's from Early Eyes' latest album called Look Alive. And before that, we heard Halloween 18. And tonight, I have Jake and John from Early Eyes on the phone with me. Uh, so, guys, a couple explicit tunes. We had to censor those there, but um, some really <laughs> cool stuff. And um, I couldn't help but, you know, insert Halloween 18 on the fly here. Um, Dying Plant, I wanted to include because it just, to me, really shows like. Uh, a lot of diversity, you know, it shows um, um, what you guys are capable, where you're capable of going, you know, and um, what you're capable of incorporating on one album or even one track, you know. Um, so like what inspires you to write, you know, like Dying Plant, you know, um, that one took me on a journey, you know, I don't know. That's <laughs> one that stood out to me, you know, um, because I'm, I'm cruising along through the album, you know, I was listening to it in the car the other day. And when that one came out, I was like, whoa, whoa, what? wait a minute, what is this? You know? So, um, yeah, you want to talk a little bit about inspiration and kind of, you know, how do you write? Is it like lyrics or melodies or, you know, what happens there? Yeah, we, we often, for writing, we often start with kind of like a basic uh, chord structure, time signature, like the very simple things and mm-hmm. maybe like a melody on top. And we kind of build all of the layers from there. And I think a lot of it, um, a lot of it obviously comes from like life experience and feelings that we're having when we're writing the lyrics and building out a song and whatnot. But I, I would say that the majority of it comes with us like really enjoying other music. Um, Dying Plant particularly is a song that's almost like in honor of Caleb Pins, who um, produced the record, his previous band called The Happy Children. They were like a Minneapolis mm-hmm. band and they were kind of our, they were kind of our, guide through the music scene in our early days and cool. we we're just like so in love with everything they were doing in that band as mm-hmm. a whole and we wanted to kind of like do that thing and a lot of the times when we're writing other music it's very much inspired by like what is happening in minneapolis and what's happening in the music community as a whole and like who our friends are and what we respect and we kind of just want to like pay homage to all of those things mm-hmm. yeah and like the uh you know one, one of the I think signature things about the happy children is Caleb, uh, his, his, his 12 string guitar, uh, was a huge like part of, uh, part of their sound. And the, you know, the, like 
opening riff on Dying Plant is, uh, you know, it was based around his playing style, and we actually uh, got to use it uh, in in recording. We we got to use the legendary Happy Children twelve string. Oh, cool. Uh, the really uh, surreal experience, you know, to like have uh, you know I've seen. I've seen this guitar so many times. I've heard it so many times, and now it's like in my hands as I am, like playing something directly, like referential to uh, you know to the Happy Children. So that was a definitely a point of, of reference for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Halloween eighteen. This is a little little lore drop. Uh, it was based on a Halloween party that we went to. Um, uh, we realized after writing the song that it was actually in twenty seventeen, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, we weren't we weren't we weren't gonna retcon the the, the lyrics that hard. So uh, we were, it, yeah, we played a little house show, uh, Halloween 2017, and it was, you know, we are we are not like a huge like party band necessarily, mm-hmm. but we were definitely we were we were party rocking that night for sure. We were kind of <laughs> we were we were really feeling it, and uh, it was just always like kind of a funny moment in time that we think about often and mm-hmm. you know kind of wanted to memorialize and that it felt like a you know like a fun like place to draw inspiration from that is a uh, but yeah just like topics like that are are fun to write about right uh, and i think there probably be more like little uh like vignette type type deals in the future okay mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Yeah. It's all, you know, it's all about, uh, your own experience and, uh, uh, well, it could be anything, you know, cathartic things mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. 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 You know, as far as writing goes, um, I just remembered this as well. Like I, I saw something, um, I don't know if it was on your bio or something about, um, uh, winning a national endowment for the arts for songwriting or something. How did that, yeah, go? that was, that, that was, <laughs> so in that was me uh and in in high school um i wrote a song for the national endowment of the arts uh songwriting competition uh and i was like 18 years old and they flew me out to new york and oh, i got wow. to work with a bunch of artists and kind of like perform my song for a scholarship and it was wonderful cool yeah well, we're <laughs> <laughs> not only are, not only do we play house shows but we also write grants <laughs> in this <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah it was a, it was a really great experience i highly recommend um like any high schooler who's interested in songwriting there are mm-hmm. a lot of opportunities outside of like classical composition which i was also interested in high school but mm-hmm. there are a lot of opportunities outside of classical composition to kind of get your art recognized and maybe even get some college money because lord knows we all need it at this right. rate definitely yeah definitely. and everyone wins that award yeah, so, that's pretty cool. And then, and then drops out of college. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. I'm actually back. Part of the lore. Yeah. Full disclosure. I'm back in college now. Oh yeah. To be, yeah, studying to be a teacher. So I'm oh. doing, doing two at once. Here. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. plan on teaching music or? I'm I'm uncertain as of now. Okay. Probably high school English. Okay. But cool. I would cool. love to teach music as well. Right on. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, well, let's let's play another track for people. Um, I am here talking to Jake and John from Early Eyes, and we're talking about their latest album called Look Alive. And this next track is called Marathon from that album, and you're listening to it on The Sound right here on 89.5 KQAL. 
That was Marathon, and that is from Early Eyes' latest release called Look Alive. And I have Jake and John from the band on the phone tonight. Uh, guys, so Look Alive, uh, your first album, out on Epitaph right now. Um, I'm assuming you can stream it everywhere. I know I saw it on Bandcamp and Spotify. It's I'm assuming it's pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Indeed. How about uh, physical copies? Um, uh, where can people get those if they want to order one? Uh website or yeah you can you can find you can find them on our website which is earlyeyes.band if you're interested um also they are kind of shipped to record stores across the country so if you have a favorite record store that you would want to support you can go ahead and ring them up and see if they have look alive oh cool Mm -hmm. do you have it on yeah is there vinyl out there yeah there are two vinyl there's a black vinyl and then a teal special vinyl. sweet yeah, we got to restock the teal on the uh, on the website. I think we just I think I just saw something we sold out. But uh, oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, good good problem to have. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. We have that. we have we have CDs. Um, they you know all of them have this uh, really nice gatefold. Uh, the I got I got to give a shout out the uh, the art and you know everything it was all done in house by our guitarist Joe. They did a oh, sweet. really great job, and I think it looks super dope. 
and <laughs> you can see how dope it looks too on a uh, 12 by 12 image if you buy the vinyl right <laughs> for sure what about other merch um uh, do you guys have stuff available online like t-shirts hats things like that yeah we have shirts no hats but around the corner hopefully we'll get some other fun items i've been yeah. really trying to sell everyone on early eyes toothbrushes um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, but, yeah, they're big now they're big, yeah. yeah. Everyone's brushing their teeth. Right, right. <laughs> we, yeah, we got we gotta have those like uh, toothbrushes from back in the day that would like play a song when you brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that plays your songs. Yeah. Oh, that'd right, be fantastic. Merch idea. We're gonna release next album exclusively through that. Can't hear any of it. It's the only way to, to like, get rip, it. Yeah, rip it off the toothbrush. We'll put a USB. Rip it uh, off. <laughs> nice i love it i love it um what what about uh what's what's the near future hold for you guys i know i heard you talking about recording more and writing more um are you guys going on tour what's in store yeah we have uh we're working on some dates around the country for touring and whatnot i don't know when those will be or when um they'll be announced as of now but in terms of writing we have like a a, an we have a bounty of demos that we're sitting on and we finally um, at our most recent practice actually just brought the first one to the practice space to try to kind of flush out and keep going cool yeah awesome yeah awesome how about uh uh where can people find out about where you're playing like show dates and stuff what's the best avenue for that yeah that's still on our website as well which okay. again is early band all the shows get posted there and you can also check it out on like all of the uh following-esque websites like bands in town and whatnot okay. um, they should show up there as well sounds good sounds good well guys it's been a pleasure talking to you tonight love the album um i encourage everyone to go out there and uh see if you can see if we can buy up all the teal vinyl that they restock <laughs> with so um yeah. Ch- yeah check it out in your local record stores you know epitaph records early eyes look alive so uh jake and john like i said pleasure talking to you guys tonight um yeah, Pleasure really talking. appreciate it. Yeah, you, I'm yeah. going to see if my cat has anything to say. Okay, let's hear it. You hear that? Yeah! Yep, of course, <laughs> of course. Well, Kitty, what's your cat's name? Rosa. Rosa. Rosa, I agree totally. <laughs> so, um, and, and Rosa, you're right. We should play the last tune. So, <laughs> guys, thanks a lot. Um, like I said, Early Eyes, the album's called Look Alive. And this is the last track off the album called Trust Fall. And you're listening to it on the sound right here on 89.5 KQAL. Was that your cat again? Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. The cool. timing. Yeah, perfect. Time to let the cat out of the bag Hard to be the lone warm-hearted optimist Sinking down increasing pressure Forever falling backwards Suddenly shoes untying And I see Everything I've ever wanted Still I'm falling backward (laughs) 
confident Turns out falling backwards isn't So bad with conviction Thanks again to Early Eyes for joining us tonight on The Sound. For more on the band, check them out at earlyeyes.band or your favorite streaming service. For more local and regional albums, tune into The Sound every Wednesday night at 6, right here on 89.5 KQAL. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and we've just heard from Early Eyes on The Sound. Thanks for listening to The Sound. The Sound is produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us online at kqal.org. Theme music for the sound provided by Mike Terrell of Fires of Denmark.